0: It. Uh, you. Uh, you. Hello foodies and welcome back to the one and only Daily FIFA podcast. We are in Review. We bring you updates about the latest content, we talk players and review them, and of course, as a part of foodcoaching.com we'll give you gameplay advice like tactics and instructions. Today is Tuesday, March the second, and we are recording season three, episode 105 my name is John also known as food coaching and joining me is the friend of the show but also a very dear friend of myself it is none other than nishant hello nishant
1: hi john thanks for having me back on it's been a second
0: it has been yeah and actually it's been so long that i actually forgot to mention it is berbertov but yeah
1: Yes, thank you again for having me back. I mean, the last time I was on, we were, I mean, just pulling on back on my Manchester United hat on again. We were probably on course of uh, calling ourselves joint second. And here we are uh, with City en route to win another league title. So that's how long uh, time and that's how long uh, it's been since I've been on.
0: Or that's how much can happen in a little time. You can say that as well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we have had a few promos. We have had a few disappointments. Uh, it just feels only yesterday we were talking about Team of the Year, and here we are doing what-ifs.
0: Definitely. Uh, talk about what if It has been 52 days since the last Icon SVC season and I'm going to mention it every single day. So, day 52 is going on. So, has been life been treating you, Oh,
1: it's been it's been hectic. I think um, as as some of our millennials like to call it IRL has been quite uh, a reality check. Um, I have been quite busy with exams and and our daily uh, daily work schedule. So, for being a full time employee and writing exams uh, is a fascinating and a unique cocktail experience. Um, so that's that's been a challenge. But now that's behind me, and um, I'm looking forward to some 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 gaming with that said um, I realized one thing John I have uh, I'm I'm an addict to two things uh, despite the fact that I was having a full time job where I work 60 hours a week and studying for an exam which is one of the professional uh, papers for accounting I still found time to not miss out on any single Weekend League, finish goal two, and also listen to all the podcasts that you put out (laughs) over the last few weeks.
0: I don't know which one I find more impressive, but the fact that you didn't know all is very impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I found Weekend League to be a stress reliever. Can you believe it?
0: (laughs) I should make a mark of this to put out... Oh, this is going to be the show titles. Weekend League, is it a stress reliever? That's that's probably gonna drag us some clicks though, <laughs> but why is that?
1: I think I think when things get really uh, challenging around you, weekend league isn't all that challenging. It actually turns out to be a really fun game. Um, the, if anything, the pandemic, all of us being locked in, and more so uh, those across the pond in the UK, um, have had it have had a difficult time and. When I wasn't as busy or wasn't studying at the same time, then, you know, Weken leak can be that stress. But if if you're so distracted, sometimes it is a fantastic distraction. All the uh, directional nutmegs and the bridge dribbles I can do um, and the dancing celebrations I get, I am on the receiving end of because a 93 Hullet that somebody's packed in an Icon player pick has just scored on me is... Just so, um, humorous, if that's the right word, it's, if you can't laugh about it, then you'll cry about it. So it's really, it's been really fun. It's been a different experience. So I think for me, weekend league is, is, is certainly another area where I can test myself, keep myself more, you know, my competitive edge going on. So I've really found that to be a good stress buster. I don't know if any of that is making much sense to some of our more say jaded, uh, you know, uh, Fourteen and fourteen Ws and done. Silver one and done, uh, viewers, uh, listeners. But um, over the weekend, that was a really good distraction. You know, par weekend league run, setting yourself objective um, to do. You know, to go for ten Ws without a L in seventy minutes to get as many rage quits. So just setting these small objectives, it gives you a bit of a feel good factor. And uh, yeah, certainly a great distraction. I would be laboring on if I said any more, but. Uh, Um, yeah that's why I find region league to be fascinating Uh, a bit of a off course uh, no I think it's a uh, very
0: cool point though it's what I do as well I think uh, it's a good distraction but also a good like um, way of measuring myself again and do something focused but not like being at a job since of course it is also a job for me I've noticed when I start playing now I usually play because I need to make tactics content or And I'll figure out how people play again, or it would be like that. And it's really hard to not play it with your uh, with your business in mind.
1: (laughs) No, and I fully understand that. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think, in a way, I find weekend league to be the least penalizing uh, game mode in foot, uh, especially if you contrast that against rivals. Only because rivals, I think, because of that skill rating, has a bit of a psychological um, adverse impact, if I can put it that way, if you see your skill rating drop. Whereas foot jams, I mean, unless you are a pro or really gunning for a top 200 finish or an elite finish, you know, elite one finish, it can be a very good experience to say, hey-ho, no expectations, my skill rating isn't impacted, let me go out and really have fun. Let me apply what I believe to have learned over the week, if I've played any games, and see and match up against, let's say, the best. Of course, elo dependent, but yeah, you definitely also get to improve a lot. So every time I go back to division rivals, sometimes after um, going higher up in the weekend league elo for, uh, profile, I I find it uh, easier. But equally, if uh, the more I do my division grind the first 10 games of Weekend League become much more easier. So it's a bit of a give and take, and I'm really enjoying that yin and yang that Rivals and Champs is offering. So if anything, my takeaway over the past few weeks has been that Rivals is the new Champs, and the Champs is the new Rivals for me, if that makes any sense to our listeners Mm -hmm. whatsoever. I
0: don't know if it makes sense for our listeners, but it does exactly for me. Because in the Weekend League, the level's all over the place usually. Uh, So you definitely get some cruising matches as well. Wow, if you play at 2100 plus, every match is just do or die, which requires 100% focus. So, I mean, after I do the podcast, I do coaching to the podcast, then maybe I've got like half an hour for myself. Like, shall I just play some rivals? I don't know, man. It's going to be really focused before I dive in. Eh, You know what? I'll do something else, probably a draft or something. So, I, I totally get your point. I think I've exactly the same.
1: Yeah, and I fully empathize with, I mean, some of our listeners may be thinking, hey-ho, uh, these guys are complaining because they're good at FIFA. not trying to be arrogant here, but I've recently broken into the 2100-plus skill rating myself uh, just because of the loop between uh, playing champs and then going back to rivals and finding that balance. But you're absolutely spot on. Every game in rivals is just very... Um, it's, a, it's an attritional war. It, it, it gets to you um, because I don't know about you, uh, but I face a lot of five at the back, which to be perfectly clear, I have nothing against people who use five at the back. I used to use a different, I used to use a variant of it earlier in the cycle. I've now recently started playing um, more of four, two, three, one wide myself to counter it on the wings. But honestly, it is quite punish. It is quite punishing, as you said. If you lose focus for a second, the three midfielders in the in the middle of the park, in those triangles they form with the wing backs and the two strikers up top, it's just it's just like trying to hold sand. The tighter you hold on to sand, the quicker it falls through your hands, and yeah. it's just it's just a very um, tiring experience, especially after a long day. But hey ho, I'm really enjoying champs. Uh, I did a fantastic. Uh, speed run this weekend if you can call it that i went 13 and 3 at 50 plus ping don't ask me why my isp just decided to give me a 50 plus ping uh, i'm hoping it's my isp and not the service um, so i went for a speed run at a 50 plus ping after a very long time it was a fantastic new game plus challenge for our soul uh listeners uh, who play souls games so it was really really fun uh, ran a 10 depth 4333 or a 10 depth 4231 uh wide and uh and it was fantastic uh but then of course the you know reality came crashing down i hit 75 ping and then i really hit uh, the sec this and you know the Sakira mode uh, the final boss mode where things were getting really hard and then i went from 13 and 3 to 13 and 9 and finished the day at 14 and 9 uh which was which was a good good stress burner but a one off experiment I'm going to really, really hope that I don't ever have to play again in 20 plus ping because let's just say it's not an experience that you want to have in week in and week out.
0: No, yeah, I mean I can imagine so. Although you know, man, I probably live on John, the surface. You can't Everyone's imagine.
1: you have six ping. You live next to the server.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm joking, of course. But well, actually, I'm actually not joking. But I mean, I don't know how it is. Totally honest, I have no idea. I can imagine being frustrated, but I've said before, even if I just like record, stream, play, uh, I don't know, do everything at once, play Netflix, it still doesn't come much over 12 or something. so
1: Yeah, I think I think I really need to either somebody, either I'm sharing my ISP with the entire block. Or I need to I re I need to really check out some of the more niche IT stuff uh, and make sure that my I'm actually getting the internet I pay for. But
0: listen, since we started
1: off on the weekend, League uh, John, I had a question, and then we can go into more traditional mold of what's what's content. Is that okay with you, John?
0: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, take away.
1: So, you know, I was just thinking over the weekend, amidst revision break, if you will, if you allow me. And I was just thinking about the mindset that one needs to play weekend league and just generally any timed content. I mean, recently we've had swap objectives, which have albeit 70 games, I think, or 60 game limit that you need to achieve your wins in. And that, that, that number limitation really adds a bit of pressure on you. So maybe a question to you as a coach uh, would be, everybody gets a start right i mean on our patreon be it just on on twitter sphere if you will everybody says listen i've had a fantastic start maybe you've gone 8 and 2 i went 11 and 0 before i hit hit a roadblock and then ended at 13 and 3 and then eventually of course at 14 and 9 so maybe the question to you is how do you capitalize on these good starts because of course i'm not talking about you know the, having the professional mindset that's entirely different but maybe for the mere mortals, what would your, some of your tips be to build on those starts, and, and of course, not feel too uh, too uh, sad about when, when things don't go your way, but, you know, slowly and steadily, iterationally, week on week, uh, just get better. What would you recommend some of our listeners do?
0: Uh, so I have to think if I get the question cor- <laughs> correct. Um, basically, you're just asking how can you keep, into shape or how do you stay focused during matches right
1: mm, a little more than that that's definitely something you have spoken to previously let me maybe shorten the question a bit what I'm asking maybe more so is how do you build on a good start? let's say you're on a plus 10 uh, plus 11 elo um, and and then how do you keep building on it so what do you need to do different uh, let's say if you're on a plus 10 ELO versus say you were on a plus one ELO because clearly, ah, the, right. yeah, I you. you know, so how do you build on those good stats? How do you go from 13 and three to, let's say, 17 and three and not 14 and
0: nine? Well, in there's first thing taken into consideration though, if you get to that level, suddenly your opponents will probably be a little bit better than the opponents you've played before. But I think the most important thing is that there's a mental like block somewhere around the road. And it's not programmed by the game. It is not uh, scripting. It's nothing to do with all of that. It is only between your own ears. Your mind sets up that block and that block will make sure you won't perform at your peak performance. Um, That happens at 13. Usually when you're about to hit 14, especially after you have a good run, like just get goal three and I'm done. You'll never get the first one done after the moment you think that. Um, Same goes with 17, 20, 22. You get you get the drill. Um, what do you change when you have on a, when you are on a good run? Say you're going ten o. Um, how do you like stop yourself from falling apart? There, I think that's the, the key question there. And I think the most important thing is you just do what you were doing. And that sounds really dorky. I, I get that, but the thing is, you weren't ten o. You are on a good path. The fact that you are thinking about how should I change? What should I change now I'm here? Well, what about nothing? Because you came here, right? I always say like you're going to climb a mountain. You're halfway through the mountain and suddenly you think, well, maybe now I should wear new shoes or now should I wear an extra jacket or whatever. Um, but what happened on the way here that made you like think that's not going well? Well, nothing, but it's going so well and I don't want to ruin it. And that's the moment you fall off that freaking mountain. <laughs> so whenever you're on a good streak, just continue what you're doing. And I know things come into your mind. Um It will, like, cause stress. Yeah, I get it all, right? And you will get sometimes just a better opponent at that stage of the game. But I think it's very important to just make sure uh, all the mental blocks are gone by just creating habits. If you played like sessions of five and it gave you ten and you were focused and you played music, then if you're going to go to your 11th match, you're going to do exactly the same. Just keep at it because what you're doing is working and now the only thing you have to pay focus on is on the level you're performing on. And the moment you think about what to change, your mind says, oh, probably something bad's going to happen. And tell you what, the moment I say always when you drive a car and you're looking on the left side of the road, you'll probably end up on the left side of the road because that's what you're looking at and not paying attention to where you're actually going or how you get there. That's a lot of sentence just to say don't change. anything.
1: No, but that's a perfect analogy, right? So you used two analogies there to drive home a simple message for myself and the listeners today that just sometimes for FIFA, unless you're ob- voting for Obama, change is not good. So keep doing what you're doing. But I think, John, just, just on that, uh, if I may, um, what I find interesting in, in, in talking to myself a lot is the fact that tactically I find myself conforming to countering the meta. So there are two kinds of, there, there are many kinds of players on FIFA. The players I face, either they are expansive, so they know what they're doing, or they, or they just know what they're doing, i.e., you know, not exploiting, but playing to the meta, i.e. whatever's the flavor of the month or flavor of the week, be it five at the back or five, two, one, two, or a five, three, two, or a four, three, three, three variant. Sometimes the biggest change I make, and probably this is a mistake, and I'm hoping you can shed some light on it, is to, at a higher level, I start conforming to how do I counter it? So what's the most effective counter, uh, to the uh, to the meta, if you will, and that's where probably, do you think I'm making a mistake that that results in hey ho? If you if nothing's if 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 you're doing well, then don't change anything and just still be confident in your ability. Would would you still apply that, or at a higher level, as you said, you face a tougher opponent? Sometimes you just need to put your hands up and say, listen, maybe it's the player who is better. It's hard to admit that to yourself in a FIFA because it's a one-on-one game. The psychology of it comes into play or let's just say the excuse you use, it's the meta. So I need to do something different. And I end up countering and thinking about counters. Is that, is that something that you you've seen some of the folks you've coached with struggle with as well? And if so, how have you recommended uh, they, you know, they, they get the best counter both inside in their mind, as well as let's say on the pixels.
0: Yeah. So I think there's two things going on there. The first thing is once again, that mental block, that's the, the fact that you're thinking about countering an opponent uh, at a certain level happens the moment you're not certain about yourself anymore. I start to think once again, hey, what can I change at this stage of the game, right? Um, and then their second part is just tactical side. I always recommend, and uh, I have different trainings for that actually to do that, that once you're at a certain stage in your level and you get all the mechanics right, you know what to do. Uh, you're going to be at a part where you're playing similar-minded and similar-skilled players. At that point, the strategy might actually help. Uh, usually starts off with, hey, you're going to start off with your own setup, which you used to do. And if you feel your opponent is abusing your weaknesses or you think, damn, he's really good, that's the moment you switch to countering the formation to at least have a different shot at going at him. Um, but I'd always say when you're not sure if your opponent is actually better than you, you just stick to your guns because the first part has to come out from yourself. Oh that makes sense and answers your question actually.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Thank you so much, John. And and that's that's the insight you will get, listeners, from you know, joining our Patreon, uh signing up with some of the coaching sessions with John, although he is quite booked, so Good luck, but you will find all the links and descriptions in the podcast. So please do have a look at them. <laughs>
0: I appreciate it. We... You taking over the whole show for me? I know. I know. Me. <laughs>
1: I've been there. Listen, I'm I'm a convert, right? So let, I'll I'll be the first to put my hand up and say conflict of interest. Not only have I been coached by John, I'm also a very good friend of John. So, hey ho, a bit of bit of promotion from my friend. There you go. But maybe John, we dive into the most uh, into the best defensive midfielder that's come out in the game today as an SBC.
0: Yeah, like the guys from E. I. Actually announced tonight, we did not get an icon SBC, but we did get a Dutch Gullet. They actually said that on the Twitter account, and I know guys, Ghulit Dutch, etc. I know it, but it's it's a joke from EA. They made a joke in their own tweet, and I sort of digged it, so that's that. But yeah, we have tonight none other than a what-if Leroy Fair from Feyenoord, of course, as a center defensive midfielder, 85 rated, and has a chance of getting upwards towards an 87, and quite honestly, Nishan, but I'm a bit biased, he looks pretty damn good.
1: Yes, John, I get it. I will hand over to you when it comes to the stats. But before we get there, very quickly, the requirements are fairly, fairly affordable and even reasonable, some might argue. It's an 84-rated squad uh, with uh, with one player from Netherlands. Um, it's with a team chemistry of 70. So maybe that's where EA get you with the fodder prices up on the rise. The 84s are doing quite fantastic for those who bought... Them or have them in their club. Get rid ASAP if you haven't already. But it's coming in at a at a sharp eighty seven k, which in today's market, if you just look at some of the other uh, other players of this build, uh, which I'm sure John will get into and also talk to us about some of the prospects of whether uh, Far is actually going to get that upgrade uh, because he as as I mean just is a bit of an FI. If you didn't already know, listeners. John is a fine art fan, uh, a super fan, some would say. So, so yeah, very affordable card, John. Just I lost all our doing, listeners, you know that, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing a bit of a <laughs> disservice if at this point I did not shut up and hand it over to you to be superfluous about this card. Over to you, John.
0: Yeah. So let me just first say something about the schedule, right? I think that makes more sense. Um, so, fine has not been in their best. Uh, in the best form lately. But scoring-wise, it actually wasn't all that bad. Uh, So we went 5-0, 4-3. We lost 4-3, actually. Played 2-2. And this week, we lost 4-2. And the week before, we played 0-0. So five goals in six matches, I think it is, Mm -hmm. in the Dutch competition should be doable, although they're not in the best form. But they are playing... Uh, VVV Venlo, which should be able to score against. We are playing Emmen, which also goes for Fortuna. Uh, And and also like PSV and Vitesse and Utrecht, the last three might be a bit difficult, but actually those five goals should be able to be scored in those three matches, which I just mentioned. So there's a big chance he will upgrade. Um, Although even in this form, I'm still a bit like, "Mm, it's not a guarantee just yet. All right. Let's talk about the card itself, though. So Leroy Foyer is an 85-rated defensive midfielder, three-star skills, and, of course, a four-star weak foot. Um, he is 188 centimeters, or six foot two with 79 kilograms, which makes him a very high and average-built player. He has a high defensive work rate and a medium attacking work rate, just what I prefer at CDM, so that is also a very good treat. Then I'll don't dive won't dive into all the stats but he is basically good at gang. He has seventy seven acceleration with eighty sprint speed, but that also brings the that is also his biggest weak point. But that ain't too bad for sense of defense midfielder, especially if you for example throw a shadow on him, it will bring it to 87 acceleration and ninety sprint speed. But if we go into the interceptions or the defending part, he will have 90 interception, 95 heading accuracy, 85 defensive awareness, 94 standing tackle, 97 sliding tackle. But something that people are missing is that he's got those long legs. He actually, in build, feels a lot like Vieira. Um, and if you get this card upgraded just a little bit more, heh, with 93 strength, 91 jumping, 90 aggression, it might actually be a really cool center defense midfielder something center defense midfielder seem to lack lately has been passing, and this card comes with ninety short passing and eighty nine long passing on its own. so I think that might help as well, as the reason why for example Ingvy doesn't quite get along with um a Vieira or a kante, and this card seems to fix that problem as well, and of course he Links to Kleiber, he links to Robin, if you still have those in your squad. So there's actually a pretty cool combination able to pull off. And 80k, meaning it needs to pull 84 rated squad in an inform is not expensive at all. Unless you have to buy these cards right now because the market is on an all-time high. (laughs) But if that's not the case, eh, I think this might be pretty much worth doing. I'm not quite sure if I would fit in my own squad yet. But I am inclined to build him around. And not to get offensive For you. Of course, you're a big Manchester United fan. But I have Pogba now at center midfield. I really don't like that card. When he gets on top, I can like do a skill move. His shooting is accurate. like this penalty he's taking. But every ball that like gets passed really hard towards him, he'll just step over while trying to defend it and stuff. It's pretty unsafe. So. If somehow I'm might be able to like combine this card and just get Pogba out for a second to see how it goes, I think that might be a viable option for me. Again, no, no offense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I absolutely agree. None taken, actually, because Pogba Rule Breakers is probably the most usable card in the first three months of the game cycle, but... Uh, I have a
0: second inform myself, the 88.
1: I know you do, and, and I think the second inform does have a lot of deficiencies, uh, particularly in the pace department and also in the defending department. You could only boost his pace so much. His defense doesn't improve, as, say, it does, let's say, for a Bruno Fernandes, uh, or Bruno Fernandes, if you allow me, um, uh, even on his 92 card. So... Point clearly taken, what I really like about this is the comparison you made uh, to um, the deficiencies that potentially a Conte or a Viera have. In addition to that, Viera, uh, I mean, 86 with a medium, medium work rate. I wouldn't even go touch that card if I were anybody on, if, if people were interested. But the 88 card is maybe 3.5 mil plus today on the market. And the Conte card is, albeit a little dearer and has the French links, doesn't have the high and average build, um, which, of course, uh, he compensates with his uh, Duracell bunny nature on the pitch, especially if you have tried out the what-if Conte, who is a completely different uh, kettle of fish. But with that said, I think um, this card is definitely an upgrade on some of the other defensive midfielders. But the one... Thing that sticks out for me is i don't know about you john but some of the defensive midfielders we've got and i'm thinking about freeze Femino uh in particular who is very expensive but just the work rate i really like the humble work rate which is high defensive medium attacking if you are running uh whichever squad you're running but if you run your usual 4-4-2s uh, either the second variant or the first or your 4 2 3 you can rely on this card, hopefully, sitting back in game. And Marquinhos' freeze offered me that uh, that security uh, when he was still a viable card. I think Marquinhos still is, but but the pace against, let's say, some of the more, uh, uh, you know, snippy attackers uh, in this, as, as we are in the park of, he gets found out. But this card with the pace boost post-shadow and potentially an upgrade, even without an upgrade, is a fantastic uh, is a fantastic option and a cheap option. I would even say, potentially, even on a sixth cam, as you bring him on, maybe as a substitute, the pace is good enough to close out games. And and for that alone, I, I would probably do this SBC. And for the listeners who have not yet submitted their Robins and their Kleibers in the Icon Player Pick, uh, SBC, this is a fantastic card to pick up to link uh, to your Dutch players. Personally, I would be picking him up to link with Mike Kleiber and Bergwine, who I packed in a player pick item. The Bergwine, the one from Foot Future Stars, I believe. So I'll be I'll be linking him up at 7chem on the right side. So I'm excited about that link up. But yeah, fantastic card, great value, uh, much better than, let's say, some of the more... Um, uh, as as Envy men- uh, mentioned it yesterday, some of the more raffle nature of of what this uh, simulator is becoming now. So so a fantastic uh, fantastic card, I think, for the value it presents.
0: Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree. You can actually hear me breaking up now. I'm so emotional by this. Um, I get many people saying Robin is gone for me. Well, I still have Robin myself. I just don't like the card. <laughs> If I'm quite honest, so yeah, he ain't gone. No, I sincerely doubt he'll stay in, anyways. So
1: Robin is 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 certainly a bin and gone flavor of the month. I think uh, for the stage of the cycle when the card came out, it was a fantastic right mid option. I think since then we have had a few good right midfielders or right wingers the kulaveski card if i'm pronouncing that right is actually a very good option on the right especially providing that links to the uh, the man of the match or the man of the moment card the orange one quadrado uh, and the cristiano ronaldo link so maybe he's a better fit for your squad where, as and when you have the coin maybe definitely try him out on the right wing but otherwise i mean just sticking to the point uh, yeah robin is uh, is easy to defend against with the power curve uh, now, But he still uh, scores some of those uh, bridge dribbles, bangers into the top um, left or right corner, depending on where he's cutting in from. That still happens, but it's happening much more fewer and far in between now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I I, I really like this. <laughs> I might do him. I just need to find out a way to fit him in. Um, because, I mean, I got the red count the 9 one uh, don't really want to replace him um so there's that but uh, we will uh, we'll figure out a way because i do think it might be a very uh cool thing to do to do here
1: have you reached level 15 yet
0: uh, well that's the other thing he'll be uh he's compatible with uh with senesi of course although mm-hmm. i don't think senesi is quite good enough on the level itself right so
1: I think it depends on the system you play, right? I mean, even Nesta is usable if you really play to the card. Not to say that you should, uh, by any means, play drop back 3-bit four depth. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, I think for, I just sometimes think about uh, the, not the casuals, that don't mean to sound disrespectful, but somebody who's potentially running an RTG team. I like the, uh, the, 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 Let's say the marriage that EA sometimes put to the cards, if that's the right word, you know, the thinking behind, okay, we have a Senesi, as you said, as a 15 level player who, you know, people can pick up. It's easy to get to level 15, just if you just do the objectives. Even I can do um, it. I'm at 14. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I see I need one more percent or something. One on XP. Exactly. So I'll probably get him in an hour or so.
1: So I really like that. I mean, it's. I know we, 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 we are a very positive podcast. We seldom criticize EA. Um, well, we criticize when it's necessary to, but equally we provide a very balanced view. And I think in this case, they've done uh, a fantastic job of providing an affordable SPC, which most of us can do without thinking too much about the value. It is a fantastic card, at least a good DM, and you link up with, link it up with your Senesi. I mean, it's a fun squad, right? I mean, foot is about building your ultimate team, but also sometimes it's about having those fun objective squads. I'm sure if and when... We get our Icon Swaps 3 when it's Team of the Year time. I'm sure some of us will still be playing the game and maybe you want to use it then. Who knows? But hey-ho, that's that's a lot of talk on and deservedly, deservedly so on for a fantastic card, great value. For me, it's a yay. If that wasn't already clear from John and I how long <laughs> we discussed the card.
0: Exactly, exactly. Have you done the Icon SBC, yesterday, said it up?
1: I did, I did. I mean, in my defense, I didn't spend a single coin so it was all untradables in the club so I managed to uh, I mean I get it right untradables opportunity value there are enough videos and 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 uh, blogs written about how untradables aren't really untradables there's still value I fully get that opportunity cost but yeah sunk a million coins worth of untradables into the player pick, and I was rewarded with a Puyol uh, prime, a Cannavaro prime, and an Essien prime. So oh. Oh. I wanted a defensive midfielder. I wanted to change my midfield. I wanted to put Duncan into the midfield as well. So maybe uh, a bit of sub- subliminal uh, you know, uh, thought hacking or inception was going on with the EA where... They decided to award me with an Essien, so I was very happy. I know it was just 1.7 mil, but I have seen some of the picks that have been quite amazing, but some of them have been equally terrible. So I'm not going to complain. It was a mill of untradeables. I got a defensive midfielder that I was out for, so it was it's a good card. And and that prime Essien is actually very usable in the current park of. So he's he's quite uh, he's quite nippy in the middle of the park.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I really liked um, the look of him. So, yeah, well done. I think congrats. Uh, well, yeah, congratulations oh, well, definitely.
1: Right? I mean, it's not it's not as good as uh, I think somebody pulled a ninety seven Maradona. <laughs> yeah,
0: friend of the show, John talking for did. Yeah, so big congrats, well, it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, big congrats to him. But again, I think, um, I think uh, you know, it could have been worse. I have, unfortunately, had so many untradables because of just the rewards and how much I've been waiting for. As you keep reminding us, this Icon SPC that never comes. So now, unfortunately, I'm out of my fodder. I've spent a mill on this. And you, somebody will complain and shoot me in the Patreon. But uh, I also did two mid Icon SPCs, the repeatable ones. Oh. I am not going to bore our listeners with what I packed, uh, but I will say <clears throat> mid-Ashley Cole and pri- and, and mid-Laudrup. So there you go. I uh, just wanted to point out that uh, two mid-Icon SVCs, I spent uh, 1.2 mil. Uh, I did spend 300k uh, out of pocket uh, just to get some of the final players in because I didn't want to use some of my red picks. Um, it was um, a full-on disaster, so <laughs> yeah, fantastic, but I have since forgotten the whole uh, nightmare I have submitted them in the Icon Player Pick SBC so, good riddance
0: yeah, probably smart.
1: <laughs> there's only so many times you can see a Lauder pop up John in your, every time you go to your club and he's right there as, as an 89 rated picks and he shows up, it I mean, he was a fantastic player in the Euros. Lautrop was in real life. They just haven't done him justice in the game as they haven't done justice to majority of the Manchester United players. So I was, as much as I like him in real life, I was a little disappointed that, uh, you know, um, of course, this is a role, right? This is what EA won. So they were successful. I rolled the dice. I didn't get, I didn't go trumps. Imagine if I'd packed any other mid-icon, which was partly usable. I would be showing off right now. So you win some, you lose most. And that's, I just wanted to advertise some of my losses on, on, on the podcast because I am infamous, infamously known as somebody who has packed his 18th Viran and the 19th one was a red Viran And then I have a few other pack pulls in a week packing Neymar and Mbappe, uh, both tradable Cristiano Ronaldo on tradable, which I didn't even know about. Stop it. Next stop day. it. We're we
0: get, it, we get it.
1: But, <laughs> They, you know, you you lose most of them. So, there you go. I just wanted to point that out to our listeners that, listen, You always we always promote our wins, but I also want to promote our losses because there were some big Ls there.
0: Yeah, and... that's uh, well, still, anyways, gave you the other icons to do, right? So, there's that.
1: <laughs> oh, well. Yes, there's that. But uh, I I'm still have a tradable Eusebio in my club who I'm really enjoying. He's reaching a 100-game mark and has had... Um, nearly 200 goals and assist contributions. So he's never leaving my team. That mid-Eusebio is built different. I now understand the power of Eusebio. So that's going to remain in my club for the longest of times. And uh, everything else, I'm just building around him now. And fortunately for me, I have a lot of Portuguese uh, affinity in the team. So it's it's really doing me well. But, John, before we go, before we forget, there mm-hmm. is... It's It's been an Eredivisie day today. It seems like they're celebrating King's Day today, although we know it's not King's Day today. Uh, they've released another uh, a milestone objective. We've gotten some, some more players in the milestone. Uh, three Eredivisie players.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just say which they are, because I have something to say about the whole status. Uh don't no, well, have to go I into can- what to do for everyone. I mean,
1: I mean, we have an 85 rated Danilo. A Brazilian, we have Max, left back 84 rated, and we have Mats, I'm not going to butcher his last name, uh, 86 rated left winger, German. Um, I think he's probably the most usable one in terms of the pace meta, but otherwise, if I really look at it, um. Uh, They are slightly behind the parker, if I was being completely polite. They don't have any attributes in terms of their weak foots. Of course, uh, it's too early to say uh, we will, you know, some of us on the Patreon group maybe get them probably, and we will, and we will hear a fantastic review. Uh, But they seem slightly (laughs) underwhelming, John. As positive as I want to be, I don't see any of these getting in my team. And the fact that it's in managerial masterpiece, we are in March 66% 66% way through the cycle. We still have a 77 or a 78 rated squat ceiling. I'm not sure what it is these days, but that hasn't changed ever. Oh, good Lord. Just upgrade the ceiling to maybe even 80 rated so that I can maybe try some new players, better players. But the the manager and masterpiece, as much as I enjoy the concept, I have been a great proponent of the concept. I enjoyed it in the first few months. Now it's just dreary.
0: Huh. Yeah, I mean, I haven't bothered for a while, right, with these things. Um, it's cool that you can get three players, of course, go for it. But uh, quite honestly, I'm I'm not too bothered by it at all because of the simple reason. You get like l- somewhat low rated players, which might be usable, but they are not really usable because the mode where you actually want to use them doesn't let you al- allow to use these mo- these uh, players. So these guys would be perfect, for example, now the managerial masterpiece objective. But hey, you can't really use them all there since then you have too many uh, high-rate players. That doesn't work out. These guys aren't good enough to put in your rivals or we can leave squad very often. I mean, Garverberg might be an exception, but still I think that's done as well now. Uh, so you're doing Absolutely. a lot of matches to get forward. Basically, that's it for me. Um, and that's why I'm just like, nah, I'm all right. I'm good.
1: <laughs> you know, what I would have even preferred is, let's say some of us who put in the time for RDVC 1 milestone, right? Just reintroduce like they did last year. I think they called it the storyline, which wasn't a lot, but they did some quite late in the cycle where they did a Politano. And then six months later, which was which by the time when everybody had the best cards... They came up with a higher-rated Politano. They were still criticized for how much time they let pass. But let's say they had done something similar with the milestones here. That would have been really fantastic. Imagine an 82 Ryan. You, if, you, if you have him, you maybe need to do less objectives to get maybe an 86-rated Ryan or an 85-rated Ryan. And if you don't, maybe you need to do longer. The grind is longer. But if you have him in the squad you create a separate friendlies mode and you go gung-ho and you have a different set of objectives. It's just building on what you have acquired in the club. And I feel there is a bit of a opportunity missed, in my opinion. Uh, you know, if these cards or milestone cards have already been and gone, as you said, the power curve has gone on and you would never use that Ryan, who was a fantastic card just because of his build type. Yeah. Imagine if you could now use him again. And it's all part of that foot experience, right? Unique teams. And then all of a sudden, these cards become viable. Imagine if they release a storyline 86-rated Ryan where you need to have some of these cards. I think that's a fantastic idea. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody because everybody may want that 86 Ryan. They didn't want the 82. They didn't do the 82, and it feels unfair. But for those of us who maybe put in the time it's a continuation. You know, you you get attached to certain cards and I feel that used to be the case back in 2017, 2018. I remember when Delhi Ali got his first player of the month, I think it was in 17, if not 18. uh, And he was only 200k, but I used that card um, throughout two theme of the year just because I was so attached to that card. Um, But then, you know, that's just, I'm saying you build those affinities, but now, as you get along into the cycle, you know, and we said it's become a raffle simulator. Maybe the objectives and the intention are slightly different. Uh, we had some of the uh, influencers and Boris, who, uh, if you can mention on the pod, uh, he tweeted out something about you know how the directions are changing, maybe the winds are changing. I just don't feel that attached to my cards. If I grind a grind, I would like to be attached to it as I was to my Delhi Ali, um, you know, uh, four years ago. Just don't feel that kind of attachment anymore. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a cynic. Maybe I'm a hopeless romantic. But hey ho, call me old school. But if this was truly a card collecting game, which in a sense it is, uh, then then yeah, that would have been fun. Sorry, a bit of a rant, but I just wanted to share a different perspective as well, uh, you know, a, a bit of affinity with cards.
0: Yeah, no, so, yeah, I totally get that. Uh, Chad says, John Talking Food says, I would rather have new leaks than same leak second time around. I guess that's fair, right? But it's just to go to push this level of fair card, which you can't use in it. So there's that. But that's where whatever happened to
1: Liga Nos um, uh milestone? I mean, a lot of Portuguese SBCs released, so a lot of people on the Twitter sphere have been harking about whatever happened to Liga Nos. It's that milestone ever going to come out. But oh, I think good things come to those who wait. But if you're smart, then you don't wait on EA and you get on with it. Absolutely, new leaks would be great, but. I mean, we have been waiting, you said, 52 days for an Icon SPC. This is, hey, third time you mentioned it on the pod. Could be a record. Uh, but on the same pod, I mean. But listen, milestones haven't come out in a long time as well. So this is after a long time they come out with milestones. Uh, for those just wanting to grind the game, do something different and not look at their, you know, 10 million uh, God squads that they most of us have built by now, uh, with all due respect, then fine, it's another thing to grind. It's another mode to play. It's another mode to play and celebrate with those dancing moves that we all like to waste our time on. So hey ho, everybody's everybody's got a different uh, different avenue to uh, to to do what they want with these milestone objectives. But yeah, point well made. Different leagues would have definitely been great.
0: I agree, totally. Um, so we'll get some of these icon reviews from you shortly, right?
1: Where are they, John? Are they with me?
0: Ah, I just we want some from you shortly, but in the meanwhile, we do have two more reviews sent in. I was ah, trying yes. to make a bridge here, but hey, next time.
1: Oh, ah, well, clearly <laughs> lost. You need to have me back more, John. We have this fantastic chemistry off pod, and now we are giving, we're giving—we're not giving full fan service to our viewers and uh, sorry, our listeners and viewers. I say to those listening on Patreon um, and and watching, John. Um, but hey-ho, we, we have great chemistry off-screen. We probably need to get me back on more. So we have these bridges and, and these transitions. Slightly more awesome and chilled out. But over to you, John, for these <laughs> player reviews.
0: No, so we got two player reviews. The first is from Patreon supporter Nick McCoy. And Nick's sending the reviews talking about the overlooked Prime Kaka. He says, I completed Kaka SBC during Team of the Year with off from all the upgrade SPCs. He took a while to get used to, and I think due to his unique body type and the way he moves. No, no jokes here. But once I found the right position and chem style, he started turning up in every game. I have played him in a box-to-box midfield role and at striker. He was most successful as a striker in a 4-3-3 second variant with false 9 instructions. And has finished the chemistry on, which helps with the dribbling. His 5-star skill moves feel smooth and unique body type and 6-4 one height, get him to pass people when he shouldn't. His passing is top tier, which helps bring others into play, playing that false nine rule. His shooting is spot on, and as the financial trait helps as well. At time of writing, this review has played 215 games, scored 215 goals, and got 133 assists, all in Div 1, and foot champs. And trust me, Nick plays high rating foot champs. This man gets overlooked by some, but I highly recommend it. Well, that goes with me saying that I asked our friends (laughs) from the Food Fanatic podcast that same question. Why is Prime Kaka being overlooked? Because I think I had him in a draft and was like, I've never experienced a player like this. This is amazing. Um, And they said, well, that player is not getting overlooked. There's many people actually using him, uh, although... You don't see him that often. He's not considered meta, but he's definitely not being overlooked many players. But I think the SPC just hit a little bit too high for most people to jump on board of him. But thanks for that review. Um, yeah, I think just very quickly, yeah. John, sorry to jump in, but on Kaka,
1: the, one of the reasons why he's being overlooked is also probably because uh, people are probably used to the slightly more disappointing version last year. I personally am a very big fan of Kaka in-game. I packed his baby uh, version last year in a baby icon pack, and he played over 600 games for me, just his baby alone, and he was fantastic. I think last year he didn't have the unique body type, which he does now, so that really, really um, maybe surprises people who have to use him because last year, if you remember, I think he was the cover in the sense that he was in the advertisement with the uh, you know as the prime icon you know as the icon of the of the of the iteration kaka was so um with that said I think uh, you know it's it's a fantastic card the last thing I'll say on it is he is definitely one of the most re- re- challenging uh players I come across to on the pitch right whenever I see a team with Kaka in it I know I'm in for a very tough game because just because of the unique body type, just like every other good icon in game or let's say a cover star in game, maybe, you know, just compare that to an Mbappe, for instance. They just have these unique uh, pixel movements on screen that make it very hard to defend against him. He, His leg reach, his height, which is quite a surprise in game for a cam. He's built quite well. He's quite tall. He's just, he's he's like what Rooney 93 is if Rooney 93 was taller in game uh with i think five star skills so that's that's how i would compare it to rooney is another surprise but if rooney let's say was a bit taller in game had the five star skills that's what prime Kaka feels like it's just fantastic and i cannot wait for his moments version i tried i mean i i finally got my hands on the moments version last year in the end uh, of the game cycle, it was an unbelievable card with the unique body type. I expect that card to be lights out if the 91 isn't already. So, yeah, great review. I can I can confirm not that it needs any confirmation. Nick is a great player, as you said and uh, professed in his stats. Just unbelievable. One of the hardest
0: players i come up against in the weekend league, uh, Kaká is. Awesome. Last one, but not least... It is What If Caputo, sent in by a friend of the show and since very shortly also Patreon supporter Tommy B. Thanks for joining Tommy and thanks for sending in this review. Tommy says, What If Caputo It's possibly the best objective card ever. 10 games for an 87 rated striker that you could go up to an 89 with upgrades. This card in games feel great. It I put it down to a few factors, but mostly his high agility, balance, and reaction stat. With a hunter, he has some insane attacking stats. 99 sprint speed, 98 acceleration, 98 positioning, 99 finishing, 90 shot power, 99 volleys, 96 penalties, and 99 jumping with 90 heading accuracy. Along with his dribbling stats, his card is insane. Consider you're probably looking at 8 games with the way players really quit to unlock him. I took him into the weekend league where I partnered him with none other than Wayne Rooney. Caputo went on to have a decent outing, scoring 33 goals in 21 games and assisting 8 goals. I would have given this card a 10 out of 10 in regards to time spent is value to unlock. As for his in-game rating, I'd go with a 9 out of 10, which the only reason I wasn't 10 is down to the 3-star skills, which I found sometimes limiting how I could take a defender on 1 versus 1. That's an awesome review, Tommy. Thanks for sending that in. Have you, Nishant, tried um, Caputo? I have not done a single-player objective
1: in, in nearly a month now. It's it. I may actually, after this review, uh, go and pick this guy up because, as, as Tommy says, it's an easy pickup um, with, with how we play the game. Uh, you know, you want to spend as much time getting to the card as opposed to the journey. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, actually. I'm going to pick him up now, a bit of week, week, uh, week, week grind as opposed to the weekend grind and see and try him out in the champs and, and let you know, Tommy, uh, how I found him. But, yeah, I think the three-star skills isn't too much of an issue this year. I think you could still do the heel-to-heel, which you couldn't last year. I think that's, that's certainly, unless I'm mistaken, John, but I think there's certainly some four-star skills that now three-star skillers can do. So it's not that detrimental. I think it's really the weak foot that that comes into play, but uh, I'm not sure what weak foot this person has. This card has maybe it's a four star, a five star. I don't know, but uh, even if it's a four star, I think with the stats, with the hunter, um, looks sounds fantastic. The only problem I have with Serie A players is they're sometimes hard to link. So unless uh, if you're running a Serie A squad, then of course fantastic pickup, yeah, no brainer. But for me, who's running a Portuguese squad with only one Serie A player, um, and Cristiano Ronaldo, maybe Duncan as well. It's uh, I can fit him in, but I don't think he replaces a, a Eusebio um, or, or a Bruno Fernandes for me, whoever on the day decides to play at striker or centre-forward. So yeah, definitely getting him from my bench. And with all due respect, eventually, when Forder is so expensive hey guys, if you really, really want to do those icon player pick SPCs and you're looking for that 89 rated card instead of going and spending a 95k on the market, just spend some time and get this card and put it in if you don't have affinity to with Serie A. So there you go, you know. Uh, So yeah, a no-brainer, but a great review though.
0: Definitely, definitely. Keep them coming. By the way, I don't fare in the meanwhile... Well, you were talking about Caputo, and he actually fits in on tank chemistry, so I can't really complain anymore. And he, like you said, replaced Pogba, so let's see how that goes.
1: Who does he? Who does he fit in with? Who's your strike partner?
0: <laughs> so he fits. Uh, he says uh, white cam. I is built a four, two, 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 4 so four triple two. My right back is Kleber, of course from Ajax, Dutch and Eredivisie, which makes him perfect link with him. And on my striker, is your striker I, John. Yeah, I have an. <laughs> I've got Deco as striker uh, to start yes, off John, to bring the Le- chemistry up. Uh, who
1: do you have in the team that is from Serie A and is a striker,
0: John? Dybala, yes.
1: Ah, so we're not going to refer to the 98 team of the year, Cristiano Ronaldo. No, I Ronaldo. wasn't. I wasn't trying to. We should always remind our listeners that John deserves all the luck, and John has indeed packed a team of the year, Cristiano Ronaldo. At some point, John, I'm not sure if you've reviewed him, have you already? And if I have, if you have, then I put my hands up. Sorry, I didn't listen to it, but... At some point, you need to give an in deep, in depth, you know, let's just do a pod on Cristiano Ronaldo team of the year 98 at some point if you haven't won already. Yeah,
0: I have i don't think I've done what, but just to show something, I like I haven't played that much, right? I've explained it lately on the show, no weekend leaks for me, just if one I'm at, I don't know, 2200 now or something. Uh, uh, and he has played 55 matches thus far. That ain't that much, of course. Um but in the 55 matches, he scored 77 goals and gave 47 assists. So that's the uh, best turnover for turnaround for a striker I've ever had, quite honestly. He has an engine card on him. And it's just, he it just doesn't. I wouldn't say he doesn't miss, but he hardly misses.
1: So, folks, there you have it. If you can't afford that 97 rated Ronaldo R9, you can always go for the 98 rated Cristiano Ronaldo. And for everybody else, just 6.5 million. That's it. Well, if you have him untradeable, you might as well flaunt him, John. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that insight. But yes, I will hold you on to that review at a later stage when you have a chance to play an entire weekend. This
0: weekend, hopefully, yeah. So, oh,
1: fantastic. we I'm really excited. And so should our listeners be. I mean, you know, mere mortals like, you you know, uh, mere mortals like you and I seldom get to get that caliber of player. And if some one of us has packed it, we should definitely flaunt it on the pod and get some in-depth reviews. I mean, just to see and contrast and compare, yeah, let's imagine you run a 98 Ronaldo and you pair it with a Caputo, who is a free objective card, free, I say air quotes for those on the pod. Just see how they perform and just talk to it, right? I mean, there's so much. We could really nerd out on stats, but there's only so much you can nerd out when you have 99 shooting. But hey-ho, uh, let's hope you can play some of the weekend league and we get some in-depth insights into your 30-0 and weekend. Uh, fingers crossed. With uh, the <laughs> team of the year coming in clutch uh, for your 30th win for a top 200 finish.
0: I want caveat for that, though. I will be playing on the new gen to see how that goes in the weekend league as well. So the mighty a of nightmare. Work.
1: The new gen, I never got used to it. I don't know about the others. I know I a love of it. on the Patreon on platform. Rivals, I
0: really love it. I'm finding far harder opponents, like twenty four hundred skill rating and stuff, which makes for awesome practice for me. Um, also makes it if I win, I actually get some boost going. But uh, so that I really like. I have no idea what the level was at weekend, and I'm actually in doubt of playing that weekend, like the regular ones, and know whatever we find or just surprise me at every match. Keeps me on. My toes keep me focused and might actually... Le- the, the thing I've made, I'm noticing, the better players I play, the better I play. So that's why I'm... And it looks much better. It loads much faster as well. The pitch looks more vibrant. So I'm inclined to play a whole weekend league on the new gen this weekend.
1: Oh, life of a coach. And that's why West Brom... Uh, oh, that's why Sheffield United beat Manchester United. They just get better every time they play a better opposition. So... Hey-ho, there you go. Insights into a professional uh, into a professional e-sport athlete or or coach uh, mindset. So I, I, I ain't, ain't an athlete anymore,
0: though. I'm not an e just saying out there.
1: <laughs> oh, well. I guide the, them. <laughs> you guide them. You are, their, you are their rudder to their yachts. There you go.
0: Thank you for that compliment. Nishan, if people want to say hi to you and talk about yachts and stuff, where can they find you?
1: Uh, certainly talk to me about boats and uh, on, on discord at, uh, faulty, uh, underscore one N E. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, one N E underscore Nishant. Um, so that's where I can be found. How about you, John? Where can people find you?
0: Well, more important is where can they find the show? Well, that can be found on anchor. slash foot in review. And of course, on all social medias and podcast services around the world. But if you want to support the show, give us some decent reviews, get some coaching discount, be part of our community and breathe in positively every single day. You can support us through our Patreon, which is patreon.com footinreview. And we start off with a whopping 3 euro, 2 pound something, 3 pound tier. So there's enough for everyone. And every little bit of support is much appreciated. And we'd love to welcome you into our little community. Which isn't so little anymore, actually, by the looks of it. So that's cool. And also, you can find everything coaching and me at Food Coaching on socials, also on Clubhouse starting today. So join me there for some chats about esports. And you can find me on foodcoaching.com if you want to book a session or just have a quick chat. Nishan, it's been lovely. Just so everyone knows, nothing wrong with Ingvy. His health is fine. He just had to go to work tonight. So, that sometimes happens. Life gets in the way, but he'll probably be back tomorrow. And tomorrow, Tyler will join us as well. Nishan, thank you very much for joining. But I am it's been a pleasure. Now, going to drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it you